Good evening. You're listening to the Navajo Health Command Operation Center COVID-19 Prevention and Awareness Program. Brought to you by the Navajo Department of Health. There is a daily curfew. The Navajo Public Health Emergency Order 2021-002 was signed January 21st, 2021, addressing various authorities related to the current COVID-19 public health emergency as well as escalating incidents and community spread of COVID-19 on the Navajo Nation. Individuals are required to stay home and stay on the Navajo Nation, refrain from off-reservation travel. Individuals are also advised not to gather with anyone outside your immediate household and to stay within your local communities. The nation's roads remain closed to visitors for the duration of the declared public health emergency and advised to refrain from traveling to the Navajo Nation. Travel parks will not be accessible to visitors and tourists during this time. A daily curfew from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. applies to all individuals across the Navajo Nation. Essential businesses can limit operation between 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. Livestock, food, cultivation, and outdoor physical activity is encouraged. Prevent COVID-19. Keep your guard up and don't back down. And here is tonight's first guest, Dr. Jill Jim. I think most of the information that I have here are just reminders. Um, there is a new norm that we have. We are past the one-year benchmark. And um, I'm Dr. Jill Jim. I'm the Executive Director for Navajo Department of Health. As usual, um, we want to recommend um, everyone to stop the spread of COVID-19. Um, these are some preventive measures that we still ask everyone to do, wear a face mask, um, maintaining um, distancing, um, either at home or work or when you're doing errands as much as you can, and making sure both individuals wear their mask. Uh, if you um, are not wearing a mask when you are talking or um, with someone, um, yes, you increase your chance of transmission, so the best thing to do is make sure that you both have a mask on especially if you're not from the same household. Wash your hands with soap on a regular basis. Um, clean and disinfect high-touch surface areas. This could be at home, at work, or in your vehicle. And this is the CDC information that I just want to show that wearing a mask that fits tightly to your face can help. So I just wanted to just show that there is now new information about recommendations, especially that now we are facing a threat of new variants of COVID-19. So uh, follow these recommendations as much as you can. And then also the signs and symptoms of COVID that people need to be aware of, that it takes a while to show signs and symptoms if you've been exposed. So if you're coughing, have shortness of breath, muscle aches, fatigue, diarrhea, fever, sore throat, loss of taste or smell, congestion or runny nose, nausea or vomiting, or some signs and symptoms that we all need to look out for. You might think it's the common cold or you might think it's allergies, but in all precaution, make sure that you continue to quarantine yourself. And also, if you do begin to have these symptoms, you might as well get tested as well. So please get tested. You also uh, might be experiencing some different symptoms probably from the vaccine, so make sure that you're um, not going to get vaccinated if you feel like you've been exposed or wait, awaiting a test or if you already have COVID. So just to make sure um, you don't mix that up as well. Um, also, um, stop the shame of COVID, too. Um, did you know um, shame can make people more likely to hide symptoms of illness and keep them from seeking health care or making healthy choices that means shaming others can make it more difficult to control the spread of COVID-19. So 
um, if people do have or think they have COVID, um, please, um, individuals, just be aware of, um, be sensitive to those individuals, uh, having other people avoid or reject them to leading, leading to isolation, depression, or anxiety, or public embarrassment. So just be careful with that. Um, also, being a victim of physical violence or verbal abuse, just know that there is help for people out there. We still have our isolation um, and quarantine areas into the city, Tindley and um, Farmington, for those that are Navajo Nation residents and possibly living in the border town areas as well. So those are still operating, so know there's a place to go if you can't safely isolate at home, um, especially if you don't have um, a separate room or bathroom that you might feel comfortable with. So making sure that we don't shame others is important to making us Navajo strong. So just be aware of those recommendations. And while Navajo Nation employees and all essential workers are continuing to work on the Navajo Nation, please protect yourself and others um, by staying home when you're sick. That is the number one, I think, rule that we need to enforce. Um, as indicated, if you're experiencing any of those flu-like symptoms, please don't come to work um, or to visit others when you were sick. I mean, and also do any errands um, and, and making sure you get some sort of help from your friends or family to help you do those errands. But there are guidelines and there is leave policies in place for the Napa Nation. So please make sure that um, if you feel like you have been exposed um, and you're possibly at risk for COVID, let your supervisor know. We did update the Navajo Nation workplace safety guidelines, so review those guidelines, get familiar with it. Always wear a mask, practice social distancing, wash your hands with soap and water, disinfect common areas as well. And if there is an exposure um, reported on the Navajo Nation webpage, um, Department of Health, there's a report exposure tab for all businesses, including tribal programs, and to get you the help that you need to get um, you linked with the health facilities, um, contact tracing and case management, and also to address any deep cleaning or basic cleaning needs for tribal programs. For businesses, it's basically to also link up um, any kind of regulations um, for um, enforcement of safety, such as um, food establishments and also institutions through Indian Health Service with our Office of Environmental Health and Program as well. So those are all important as we address um, responding to um, exposures so that clusters do not occur, and then we keep all employees safe and customers as well. Um, the vaccine is here, as we talked about. I'm thankful that our president is out there at Total Medical Center. And also with the vaccines um, being here, please, um, if you know of an elder or individual that's high risk or might have a disability, find, um, find a way to encourage or, um, look or contact the health facility about patients that still haven't get vaccinated. I think we're all um, um, citizens in our role to um, help um, notify health facilities and even um, our the CHRs or other people if there are patients that need to be vaccinated, especially spiritual leaders or elders, especially if they're still out there and they might not have transportation to the health facility. So um, work with our must um, work for getting our musana, our chays, and our nullies um, out there to get vaccinated. Um, and, and as we are seeing more vaccine drives, um, so 
please help our elders in that way and remember to still continue to wear a mask um, after you get vaccinated as well. And then also in the phase um, 1A and 1B, we're still in those um, roles. There might be some that are in phase 1C just because um, they might have reached most of their populations, but I'm sure that we still haven't complete phase 1B across the Navajo Nation. So encourage the first responders and Navajo Nation employees, um, find a way to contact your healthcare provider to get on the schedule or if there's a, an event going on, um, please make yourself available to um, attend those vaccine events as well as an opportunity because yesterday on social media there were some reports that their vaccine lines were not um, full. So know that um, there are social media pages that we have and just keeping that updated is um, time consuming, but know that um, share that among yourselves to get people in to get vaccinated. And so when you do get vaccinated, it doesn't take immediate effect. Continue to protect yourselves by um, wearing a mask and all other precautions. And then as well as um, all the other things I mentioned, avoid close contact with others, wash your hands, avoid unnecessary travel um, while you're, um, even though while you're vaccinated, everything still applies. Um, we are still, in, uh, there is a, still a threat from the variants that um, we have heard about on the news. They're here in, in the neighboring states um, as well, and some of them. So just be careful. Um, it's not the time to let down. Um, we still need to make sure that we continue these measures. It's very important during this time, even though the numbers are going down um, and people might see that, oh, yeah, so there is not a lot of COVID out there. But you know what? It will just take that little bit of a letdown when people think the numbers are down. They take off their masks. They want to gather with their family to celebrate birthdays, funerals, um, weddings, um, anything you say that still needs to be um, only restricted to your immediate household, please. Um, it, once you open that up and think the numbers are down, um, you're actually um, probably starting um, and maybe contributing to a new surge once you, stu you want to do that. And it takes a couple of days and weeks for that to happen. So any little letdown is very, um, I guess, is a warning to everyone. Please continue to um, take all the precautions and take it seriously. Also, the new variants, as I mentioned, um, they will change in onset of symptoms, length, length of disease, and some are more transmissible. And that's what we're afraid of here is that the, if we continue to um, gather when, there, when that transmission happens, that's the most very, um, I guess, deadly part of this um, new variant is that it has the potential to do that. So please um, continue to stay at home and shelter in place. But, and most importantly, um, there are some important messages that we want to continue while we are still in this pandemic. And we need to find ways to release stress and protect our mental well-being, our wellness, our physical well-being. It's just not our mental, but it, it relates to our health, um, our eating, and our, our spiritual um, way of life and living. So take care of yourself and your relatives and your families and be positive uh, about things. Take some 
um, breaks with um, watching or reading or listening to um, things that are can help relieve stress. Um, also, take care of your body. I mean, this could include um, just stretching or eating healthy or even just taking a small walk. Um, the weather has um, changed a little bit. There isn't that much snow, so find ways to get sleep and also avoiding alcohol use and drugs as well. Um, talking with people that you trust, catch up with them, and connect with other sorts of organization that might be um, working on um, helping others. There are a lot of that that's going on, but you can contribute financially or other ways if you have the ability to do that. And so, but continue to practice everything that we have been saying. Um, but I think that we also need to still be prepared. There are talks of um, businesses and schools reopening, but my message is to be prepared to open when that day comes. And that's very important that we understand that our teachers get vaccinated and also our elders are vaccinated as well. And hopefully when new vaccines come along that target children, that we make that available as well. So um, just know that um, protect yourself and others during this time. Do not let down. And we just want to continue to emphasize that here from the command center and make sure everyone um, is well informed as well. And so I just want to thank all the listeners. Although I had that it's not Zangi, Kwaiti, Ade, if me, Agishi, Ashin, Hutade, Hatashtok, Ade, I'll introduce um, Captain Johnson with the Navajo Area um, Indian Health Service. So take it away, um, Captain Johnson. Um, I'm, I'm Captain Brian Johnson, serve as the acting deputy uh, area director for the Navajo Area Indian Health Service. And um, uh, glad to be here today again and just for it with a few comments. But um, just wanted to uh, take a moment and remind folks that um, the, the health care system that supports the Navajo Nation, uh, Navajo Nation people, uh, continues to be uh, uh, fully functional, and we continue to coordinate, communicate, and uh, just share information as we continue to work our way through this pandemic. Um, uh, we we all know that it's been a, a long pandemic, and we can continue to uh, fight the good fight, and um, and so we'll we'll continue onward. Um, we do hope, and we do ask for the uh, public's continued assistance in really following um, the, the leadership uh, uh, put forth by the, the Navajo Nation, by the healthcare leadership, uh, so that we can all protect and, and as, as to the extent possible ourselves, uh, each other. Uh, we, we want to keep this virus suppressed to the extent possible. And um, I, I know we've out, we've just seen such a great effort across the board, and continue to thank folks for that. Um, we uh, the Indian Health Service uh, continues uh, to be committed to um, making sure the COVID nineteen vaccine is available for um, individuals, of course, in our in our uh, healthcare system, uh, our patients. And um, we continue to follow the, the direction that the, the Navajo Nation has set um, in following the guidance also for the Centers for Disease Control in terms of priorities and with the vac vaccine. And, and again, um, I always like to touch on the fact that 
the vaccine is the safest and, and, and the, the best way, the most efficient way to protect our families, to protect each other. Um, as it rolls out and continues to roll out, uh, there are a number of people in the background who are working diligently every day to make sure that when we receive the vaccine, um, when our health facilities receive the vaccine, that it is distributed um, across the board in the, in the fairest way possible and the most equitable way, and that um, that that vaccine is protected and that it is uh, given to the public. And, 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 that's, and that's what we're here for, is to make sure we're rolling it out in an efficient way and uh, that we're following the, the guidance that has been uh, set. And I just want to take a moment and thank uh, the vaccine team, uh, whether you're uh, working in Winslow, uh, Arizona, or Tuba City, or uh, Northern Navajo, or Gallup, or Chinle. Um, there, of course, there's a number of other sites I could mention. Um, there's individuals who are working as a team, uh, working with Dr. Jill Jim, um, and, and monitoring the, vac the vaccines and how those are getting out and, again, making sure it's done so in a safe manner. And there's just a number of pharmacists. Give a shout-out to the pharmacists today uh, for all the work that they're doing across the board. Uh, right now is a, such a critical time for the work that they do in making sure that uh, we get the vaccine out there. Again, I always like to just take a moment. I, I know that the vaccine continues to be of interest, and it will continue to be uh, into the future as well. And um, I know in some cases individuals may be wondering why I haven't been able to, to get my vaccine yet or how come uh, the schedule hasn't identified me in, in a group that I can get my vaccine. And I just want to remind folks that, um, you know, patience, patience, patience in terms of it's a wait, and we know that um, the vaccines um, have been, you know, limited initially, and now the, the number of vaccines that are available is, is picking up steam in terms of uh, the numbers, and we continue to work our way in an orderly fashion through the prioritization schedule. And I'm sure uh, today that um, Dr. Jim may touch upon where we're at in that prioritization uh, for the uh, public and for our patients. But um, it's just important to know that, um, you know, these, these uh, vaccines are con continue to be produced, manufactured, and as they are manufactured, um, we receive weekly shipments. And I also want to point out that, you know, over the last few weeks, of course, we had some bad weather and, and things, or just weather. I don't know that it's bad, but we had weather, snow, and a little bit of ice here and there, and other situations, and uh, sometimes that impacts the timing of when we receive our vaccine shipments. And so whereas we plan on receiving those shipments on Mondays of each week, uh, sometimes that can be pushed out just a little bit in terms of uh, going, uh, going into Tuesday, and that can impact our schedule that we have set. So I just ask again that um, folks be as patient as possible. I know it can be frustrating at times, um, but uh, please uh, help us in understanding that uh, some of the situations are a little bit out of our hands, but we try to work with what we have and we try to make things right in terms of uh, taking care of our patients. So I continue to, to call and check in with our um, 
with our facilities, the facility that that you normally go to. We are recommending that uh, patients, if if you are typically seen at a certain facility within the Navajo area, IHS, uh, be it a federal or a or a tribally managed facility. And we ask that that uh, that's where uh, you would receive your vaccine from. It, it helps with uh, keeping things um, as we allocate or distribute the vaccine. It helps us have a better understanding of where we stand on uh, reaching all of our population. So uh, very, very important. Again, I've already touched upon the fact that, um, you know, the vaccines are the most effective, uh, reliable way to, to protect you and your family and those around you. And, um, and, and at this juncture, uh, these vaccines, uh, particularly in the, in terms of the, uh, COVID or the, uh, Moderna and the, uh, Pfizer have been upwards of 94 to 95% effective. And then I'll just, uh, also mention that in a, in an exciting way, um, over the last week or so, actually on February 27th, a third uh, vaccine uh, did receive emergency use authorization uh, through the FDA, and um, that's referred to as the as the Johnson and Johnson uh, vaccine. And um, we're we're looking to receive uh, some of that, which again will yet again uh, help us with our uh, vaccine uh, distribution and and what we're sending out to our various facilities. And so, uh, again, we're excited about that. The more um, manufacturers and the more uh, types of vaccine that we have, the more that, that we can certainly get out there. In terms of uh, vaccinations at, at present, uh, just as of yesterday, we uh, up, up to date, we've received uh, 146,980 uh, so that's the number of vaccines, including both Moderna and Pfizer, that, that we've received, 146,980. Um, again, coming up soon, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to say that we received uh, Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine as well, which will be uh, helpful. And I'm happy to say of that 146,980, we have um, actually used or um, actually vaccinated 135,161. So um, what that comes out to is 92% of the vaccines uh, have been um, provided to the public. And uh, we're certainly, we're certainly excited about that. And that is the uh, initial doses of um, the vaccines. Again, we know with uh, Moderna, and with Pfizer, that these are two-dose vaccines. And so um, the the 92% um, does um, actually factors in both of, of those. So um, in terms of the number of second doses that we've provided to date is 48,800. So um, I just want to, I just want to thank the uh, healthcare workers um, who are involved in the vaccination process because um it's a monumental task uh, across the board to be able to uh, track and to make sure that, you know, it's, it's one thing to get an initial dose, what we refer to as the primer dose of vaccine, but to get the booster dose or the second dose 
and to make sure we're tracking that in a timely manner as required is just a, is, is a monumental task for the healthcare uh, system. And I just want to thank um, those out there who are doing that, who are working with the patients to make sure that we all understand that uh, for Moderna and Pfizer, there is a requirement for the, uh, the initial dose and the second dose. And um, again, 135,161 um, have, have now uh, received uh, the vaccine. It's, uh, it's great to say that 48,800 second doses have been provided as of this date. So uh, quite amazing. Uh, one thing that we'll be hearing more about and we'll share more uh, information as, as it becomes available, uh, the Johnson, jo- Johnson & Johnson is the first um, vaccine that is a, uh, a single dose vaccine um, and uh, so that's that's exciting news. But we will continue uh, to utilize, uh, of course, Moderna, Pfizer, and uh, Johnson and Johnson as it as it becomes available. And we'll share more information with you on that. So great job uh, getting the vaccine out there. We continue to demonstrate nationally uh, what that local healthcare system can do. We continue to get um, positive. Um, comments. We continue to get uh, individuals, um, sources of media contacting uh, the local uh, area, wanting to have more information on just how uh, the Navajo area and, and the healthcare system here locally have been able to uh, get the vaccine out in an efficient uh, way. And that's um, it's really great to hear because we know that we have uh, challenges here with our remoteness, uh, just how rural we are in many areas, yet we've all been able to work together as the public and the healthcare team has come together and uh, getting the vaccine out there. And uh, folks at higher levels do understand that if they provide the vaccine, it is going to be, uh, it's going to get to the public. And so that's uh, great, great to know that. Um, I'll move on just a moment. Again, I, I always like to just touch real briefly on on variant um, and and just you know it's a it's a very that can be a very detailed topic, of course, and and one that's very heavily science based. But for the general public to understand that that yes, um, certainly the healthcare system here and the healthcare team and the public health officials are aware that variants of the uh, COVID-19 virus are out there. Um, we've, we've heard about that internationally. We've heard about that nationally within the United States. And basically, as, as we've mentioned before, there's a number of different, um, uh, I guess, uh, phrases that one could use. You might hear something referred to as mutations. You might hear it referred to as a variant. Um, basically, what they're, what folks are referring to is a virus that changes. It changes its, its shape, its structure, um, and it's just a way for it, it. It tries its best to live efficiently. It tries its best to survive in the environment and to find ways to change so it survives. That's what a virus does and at, a, at a very basic level. And we're certainly aware that this is happening uh, with the COVID-19 virus. And there are individuals, uh, scientists and others, who are monitoring these variants. And um, basically uh, understanding through various types of testing um, just and monitoring 
just how effective the uh, vaccines that we currently have are in fighting this, the changes in this in this virus, and is it still are the vaccines still effective and those kind of things? So, so that continues. That work continues, and uh, we'll continue to share information. Any any new news that uh, we get that is a, would be of interest to the public, but uh, that's just something I want to just make sure and reiterate that that people understand that that we are watching that we do uh, discuss this. And we are um, setting up, uh, I guess, platforms for, for testing as well uh, for those variants. So um, with that said, I, I just want to remind the public um, that um, the COVID-19 vaccines are certainly, they continue to be a, a huge public health tool to help us stop the pandemic. It's um, with, without the vaccines, we would take a huge step backwards and so it's important that we use the tools that we have given to us as humans in terms of fighting this virus. And uh, public health officials across the United States continue to highly recommend that individuals get uh, vaccinated with the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. It doesn't matter which one. Um, it, what, what matters is that you do get vaccinated because um, it can help prevent it can help reduce the severity in the in the event that you do get the virus, so it's effective on a number of levels. Um, and so we also continue to to make sure that people understand uh, the COVID uh, vaccine is not the only answer at this point in time. We still need your assistance in uh, in in watching our distance from one another, uh, wearing a mask. You will still see individuals, you know, wearing masks around, and there's a reason for that. We still um, need to continue doing that, washing our hands, um, avo avoiding large groups. Uh, we still uh, need the public to really work towards, uh, you know, avoiding large groups to the extent possible and um, making sure that you're limit, continue to limit your exposure. Right now is such a critical time in this uh, pandemic for all of us to continue to remain vigilant, that we continue to do the things necessary to make sure that we do not start another wave of, of COVID-19. And the way that we do that, the way that we prevent a third wave is by uh, getting vaccinated, by wearing our mask, watching our hands, washing our hands, watching our distance, um, avoiding large groups. And again, I, I've, I've commented before and will continue to comment um, it, just because everybody's doing something doesn't make it right to do. And I, I have seen in some of our retail stores here on the nation, um, around the boundaries of the Navajo Nation, uh, Gallup and other, other locations, um, we, we do have individuals who are not respecting that uh, distance that we so much talk about. And um, it's important. Please, please take care of your family and, and yourself. And uh, watch your distance from others. Keep that six-foot different uh, distance, uh, so that uh, we can stop the transmission of this virus. Anytime that you're uh, in a retail store, um, getting essentials such as food and, and so forth. So um, beautiful weather coming. I, I'm really excited because we're entering into that spring time of the year, and uh, looking forward to positive things happening. And um, I want to thank everyone for your continued work with uh, the, you know, us as healthcare professionals, uh, public health professionals. But it's uh, important uh, factual information that we're following, 
in order to determine our next steps in this pandemic. Thank you. Yad eh shik edo shadene dishna Nathaniel Brown Toba Hanchle Ledana Hotsoda Adich Ashike Ado Lok A Ibashis Chin Todanish Tinkihi Kat Ada Shije Ada Kehita Ado Ki Ani Dashiche Dot Lazatana Dashanala Ado the Neshajos Bagi Sha is Nile Le Tao Hahotso in Le Chilchin Bito Ada Ado Ledana Hotso Do uh, <laughs> The <laughs> Bellina Nigi dick at the Cosnathi, do de Rano de Godeskit. Adon lay in net and dalnishi, zel en zet de Kahanleni, Naltosa de Inigi, Adaban Nashta, but Tatrandashta, Ashada at Hati de Kodo, a good an Nashat del Kahtide, a co, a Janshi are unzaubet, a Hashiand, a coat an Nashat del Kah, and Kishil to Hotanot, a co, Ashwan de Hawaii Nasotra, Ado Yoch an Nakai. Dida eik adnle izel enendad nashinde salada salat sahada adon le lada eik kuda tarahot sande nikhede nendad nashti beson dan tehe nini choidon ilhet nini eindad nash e essential workers le nisla eche do aged ne tada dich iyan ajeda etho enahakha ajeda anda ini chida endad nash edo eche ilto bakhah nitsino janil tro eya kedi nisla the <laughs> Shalchen, she 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 added that the jail should all shudder that's a bit up at the door, not unzen. Ah, a knee could ah, a nothny. Digital cosso da either vigil show. A call about a long coin kinsic, he see a rousing yatahas ahashin so. The ashin adon city case anja argent sea case. Ashes a zinig ash the quid or shit ilia. Dorsich at the hostne. A knee clack quaggy. 
First responders, frontline workers, contact tracers no one's perfect. Di 
Ach 
I'm Dr. Lori Christensen. I'm the Chief Medical Officer for the Navajo Area IHS. Um, we have been fortunate that we get a supply of vaccination every week, uh, so that helps us plan ahead and we can get more people in for their vaccinations. I do want to thank everybody who has stepped up for their vaccination. This is so important to get as many of our people vaccinated in a timely and efficient manner. I do want to emphasize to you that you should ask at the time of your first uh, dose when your second dose will be. And they have been telling you, but please ask if you don't hear. And make sure that you come in for the second dose. It's very, very important that we finish both doses because we don't reach the maximum protection until the second dose is given. Uh, There's been a lot of questions about what to expect with the vaccinations. Uh, This is what we know. If you have been COVID positive and you get your first vaccination, you may have more side effects than other people that are getting the vaccination. Thus far, the side effects have been a sore arm, mild redness at the site, When we give the second dose of your vaccination 21 to 28 days later, depending on which vaccine you received, you tend to get a little bit more side effect with the second dose if you've never had COVID. Again, all we've heard about is a sore arm, some fatigue, a little redness at the site of the injection, and some headache from time to time. But it's very self-limited. The majority of these effects only last one at the most two days, and uh, it may be similar to a reaction you, you get after getting a flu vaccine. It's very common with vaccinations because they are creating an immune response in your body, and we want your body to respond and create protection for you. Uh, please use the registry. This helps us get your name and your data concerning where you work, where you live, where you get your care. We can then take that data and work with your health care facility where you get your care and let them know this list of people that are waiting for a vaccination. Please be very patient with us because we're doing thousands of vaccines a week and we want to make sure that we get to you, but we have to plan with the doses we have to get the events set up to get you there to get your vaccination. I can't thank you enough for those of you who have waited in line. Uh, it shows how committed you are to protecting yourself and your family and your community. And we're trying to be uh, more efficient each time we do this and get you through our lines as fast as possible. We have set up a bunch of mass vaccinations around the area, and we do have those, that schedule available. And we will try to let all these groups in the registry know when to come so that that facility is ready for you. We don't want to run out of vaccinations for you, so we're trying to plan accordingly with the doses we have. It is very, very important that we still wash our hands, watch our distance, and wear our masks, along with the variants that you now see in the news that may come into our area. Over 40% of people who have COVID don't know it. So you could be walking around, feel fine, and have COVID, 
and possibly expose your family or friends or people that you come in contact with. So it's vitally important that we do both the public health measures with our masks and keeping our distance and washing our hands as it is for you to get your vaccination. So please continue to do this. Please don't have big gatherings. Please don't go to events and make sure that you're following all of our public health measures when you do have to go out of your home. One other thing I wanted to let you know is that we hope with this new push for vaccinations nationally that we'll get a larger amount of vaccinations to the Navajo area. We have a very excellent capacity to hold these vaccinations for the Pfizer vaccination, which requires the ultra-freeze refrigerators. We can hold over 80,000 doses. And for the Moderna, we have excellent capacity for well over 100,000 doses because these are our regular pharmacy refrigerators that we can store the Moderna. We have asked for some increase in Moderna doses because these are the doses that go out to the healthcare clinics such as Pinon and Lechi and iHouse and Four Corners and DZ because they don't have the big freezers, they can keep the Moderna and that will allow those healthcare clinics across both tribal, federal and urban to give more vaccinations. So we're very happy about that change in, uh, in the vaccines that we're getting. So in summary, we are doing a very good job of getting these vaccines out. Um, with the possibility of additional vaccines, we will be ramping up for bigger events. And if we can get that additional support, we'll be able to deliver a, a higher number of vaccines every time we have an event. And, and I do thank uh, the president for giving us the opportunity to give vaccinations on the weekend. We've done a couple of events and we've had excellent turnout for the people that work or just can't get there during the week. We'll be able to get you in for your vaccinations on the weekend. So that, that is very much appreciated. Um, I thank every one of you for staying safe and protecting your families. Thank you for stepping up and getting your vaccination. And, and you are the reason that we get through these COVID waves that we've endured. And uh, it's, it's really the people of Navajo that make the difference. So thank you so much. My relatives, my people, our community. Shea Amber Kanesbakrati Yunishia, a Navajo Nation Council delegate. I represent seven communities of Sheep Springs, Two Gray Hills, Tolina, Sanosti, Red Valley, Cove, Gadiai, and Biclavato. But as a delegate, we represent all of our beautiful Navajo people within the four sacred mountains who are living in the border towns or going to school and working in the cities. Also, our military families who are here at home or stationed abroad. We speak these words of positive healing to all of you and your families. As winter has come before us and the season has changed, it reminds us that our Mother Earth, our Father Sky, provides for us and reminds us that life is ever-changing. And as this cold winter comes about and as our elements of the earth, the animals, the birds, the water slow down and the earth cools down, that we're reminded that this is a time for us to also step back and reflect 
not only what has happened these last four seasons, but also a time to come together and think about how we can slow down and not let our minds drift away and have too much anxiety or fear to know that the seasons change, but as the sun sets, that the sun will rise and that we'll have a new beautiful day to put down our prayers and our blessings and that our children are seeing us as adults, as grandparents, as aunties and uncles, looking to how we are reacting to not only this change in the season, but how this virus has swept through our communities and within our own household. Our children are waking up to a different reality of opening their laptops and their notebooks, some of them using your phones just to access school, that daily teaching that they're provided by their teachers who they themselves are dealing with the fear and the anxiety of how the virus has impacted their homes. But as parents, as grandparents, as guardians, we must stay strong in our prayer that we provided in the morning, offering that pollen to the sunrise, those rays of hope that remind us that we are strong, that we come from a long legacy of determined warriors who have fought many battles, whether it was a spiritual, physical, and now a health battle. The battle for our lives and all of us at different levels will fight viciously against this virus. And we know with every breath that we take is a precious breath of recovery, that you are not only alive, but that you are fighting against this virus and that you are winning. And our children are looking to us to see how will we overcome in this situation. And they could feel the anxiety from their parents and from their grandparents. And so what I want to encourage you, my people, should the ne'eh, Look to your heart, speak through your heart, because if we provide positive encouragement to our children, if we slow down and not think about first yelling or shaming and blaming, but use our love language, the language from our heart, the prayers and the ceremonies that we have learned through many generations, those prayers and songs are used now to heal us. And we can use this challenge now and use those songs and use those prayers to heal not only our families, but our communities and the Navajo Nation. And we'll be a stronger nation that has learned how to come together during this time. And we'll always be together as one, as a strong Navajo Nation. Ahiaha. Thank you. You've been listening to the Navajo Health Command Operation Center's COVID-19 Prevention and Awareness. For more information, contact the Navajo Health Command Operation Center hotline at 928-871-7014.